Man, I am, that, that was great singing. And man, we do. We, we want to hear from the Lord, man. We want the Holy Spirit. We want His presence to be here. And all of us have a part in that. A lot, a lot of that has to do, as we're going to see in a moment from God's Word, uh, as believers, we have that Holy Spirit. Then the question is, do we receive, do we listen, do we heed where the Holy Spirit uh, leads us? And we know, man, we know the world has been leading us all week, been guiding us in different directions and trying to point us in different ways. And so today we gather with God's people hear from his word and to hear from his spirit well if you want to hear from his spirit today say amen i know i do now don't turn to this book all right but there's a book in the bible called habakkuk and habakkuk is a book in the old testament now i'm not going to make you raise your hands and tell me whether or not you knew that that was a book in the old testament but if you've uh unless you're a new believer if you've been a believer for a while and as readily as God's Word is available in our world uh, today, and in every pew there, there's a Bible in front of you, uh, we should know that Habakkuk is a book from the Bible. But I read of a poll recently done by a pastor of a congregation where he asked his congregation uh, what Habakkuk was. A true poll. Asked them, what is Habakkuk? And this was some of the answers that were given Habakkuk is a word spelled backwards. Habakkuk is a Jewish holiday. It is a village in Asia. A new dance that the kids do today. I'd like to see the Habakkuk. Maybe we could see that after service. I like this one. It is a disease of the lower back. That was church folk. Folks have been in church for quite a while. That's the answers that they gave. And we know this morning in God's Word, in the Bible, we have a message from God to the world. More specifically, we have a message from God to His people, to His church, to His bride. And so when we hear from God, just as we have worshipped Him today, we have stood and worshipped Him because He is the King. He also expects when He speaks to us, when He has a word for us, there's a certain attitude, a certain posture that God wants for us. Sunday mornings we've been preaching through the book of Acts. and What an exciting book it is. But we've seen in the last few weeks that this persecution, this opposition to Paul and Silas, and, and before that Paul and Barnabas, that this opposition has been growing. Oh, we've seen how Paul showed up and, and there was a, a slave girl that was being used for money because she, could, she, she was possessed and could tell the fortune. And Paul set her free. But when he set that girl free, that upset the masters because now they weren't going to make any money anymore. And we saw that, boy, they got folks into an uproar. And they began to chase Paul. And they began to chase Silas all over uh, the Roman Empire. Wherever they go, we've been seeing, that word eventually comes after them that you need to do something about this guy because he's a troublemaker and everywhere he goes, trouble starts. So we saw just the other week that Paul and Silas were preaching and teaching. That people were getting saved and people were being freed and, and people were experiencing victory in their life and realized they didn't have to stay enslaved to their sin. We saw Paul and Silas got tossed into a jail. And they got put in that jail and God did an amazing thing as they began to sing and pray and trust the Lord. They, they also were set free and their own jailer came to know faith in Jesus Christ. But what put them in the jail? What put them in the jail was the opposition of both Jewish and Gentile authorities. It's both. It's, it's obvious from the text that there are both Jewish leaders 
that do not like what they're doing because preaching Jesus is taking away from, from their own personal glory. And the Romans do not like this because preaching Jesus is a threat to them. And it's a threat because they feel this King Jesus is going to mess up our empire. This is going to mess up what we're doing. And so they have been, they have been rejecting the message. But I want to praise the Lord today. That just because the powers of this world reject Jesus, and just because they don't want anything to do with his message, that does not have to affect what you and I do. We don't have to follow the spirit of Philippian resistance that we saw to the word of God. We don't have to do that. We can refuse that spirit, and we can choose instead to follow the spirit of God where it leads. And that's what we need. Our world is so confused and so messed up and just folks don't know what spirit to fall. They don't know how to act. They don't know how to behave. They don't know what to believe, what to do. But we have a clear word, a clear word from God. Now, if we know that, that should affect how we come into this place today. It should affect how we worship today because we know God has a word for us. So I want us to see today, we don't have to be like the Philippians we read about the other week who rejected Pontus and threw them in jail. We can be like another group. And this group is the Bereans. So turn to Acts 17. Go to Acts 17, we'll read verses 10 through 15, and we've seen all this resistance we've seen. Now we've seen God do glorious things in the midst of the resistance. There are these believers that are rising up, but we've just seen from city to city, they're being harassed and being pushed out and being told, go somewhere else, we don't want this here. And they go to the next place, and then it's just this cycle's going on. But then they get to a different place, a place where the Bereans are. So I want you to see this morning in Acts 17, starting in verse 10, all right? So... Paul and Silas are on the run again. They're having to leave again. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel like a lot of your life is on the run. Just from thing to thing and this and that. And maybe there are those that you feel like not only on the run, but there are those that are opposing you. And there are those that they don't want to bless your life and be positive in your life. They're not helping to point you in the direction of the Lord. They're, they're pointing you in other ways. Well, listen to Paul and Silas. It says, The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. And who coming there, when they came there, where did they go? They went into the synagogue of the Jews. So there's a synagogue there, so Paul does what is his normal thing, right? To the Jew first, then the Gentile. So there's a synagogue, so he goes to the synagogue of the Jews. Well, look at verse 11. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. What things? Paul's taking the Old Testament because that's what they got. He's taking the Hebrew scriptures and he's showing the Messiah and the kingdom of God that is proclaimed in Jesus it has come. And he is the king and he is the one you are to follow. And he's the one that's going to bring together people from all backgrounds and all places and all locations. This is where salvation can be found. And it says they, they, they listened and then they got in the word themselves to see whether it was so. What's the result of this attitude towards the word of God? Therefore, many of them believed. Also, the honorable women. We saw that last week. That there is, there's a group of women in the Roman Greco world that they know how that world views women. That they're basically property or just uh, folks that have children to pass on the family name. And they know there's got to be more than this. And so there's already this disfaction in the Greco-Roman world. And these women, they embrace Paul. Because all of a sudden they find, whoa, God 
actually views me as a person. So that once again, many honorable women of the Greeks, of the Gentiles, they believe. And of men, not a few. Men, sometimes we just got to get along. And we just got to get behind and we got to realize, hey, uh, there are more women than they're getting this than we are. And we need to get on board with what God is doing. Now, men, let's just be honest. If sometimes we got to do that, say amen. I know my mama, she's usually way ahead of everybody else in my family when it comes to what the Lord wants and what his attitude and posture would be. And sometimes I look at my mom and I think, I, got, I, got, I love my dad, but sometimes I look at my mom and I think, i got to be a little more like that. It says a lot of the women come to faith. And not a few men. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the people. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to see. But Silas and Timothy, they abode or they stayed there still. They stayed with the Bereans. But the anger is so directed towards Paul and what he's doing that they have to ship him away. The compatriots can stay, but Paul, they've got to, they, they, the Spirit is leading him somewhere else. And they conducted Paul unto Athens, receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed. And then they departed. When the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached to Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the people. But verse 11 tells us that the Bereans received the word with all readiness of mind, searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Now, this morning, I want to help us dive into God's word by identifying three words, right? Sometimes we have points or principles. Sometimes we're really driving home, a, uh, really just focusing on the main idea. And there is a main idea today, but I want to give you three words. And you might jot these words down. You might either write them down or or mentally take note of them. These are three words that describe the Bereans that need to describe our attitude towards God. We need to ask God to help us have this same attitude toward what he has to say. The first word. The first word is the word received. Would you say that after me? Say received. So verse 11 says, they received the word. They received it. Now that's interesting. Because in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, look at this on the screen with me, all right? Brother Rick, put this up there. Look at 1 Thessalonians 2.13 and what it says. Paul's going to write later and say, For this cause also we thank God without ceasing. Why? Why is he thanking God constantly? Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, so he says you received this word, you received it not as the word of men, but as it actually is, that is, is in truth the word of God. Because they received it that way, what happened? It effectually worked also in you that believe. Now, did you catch what Paul did there? He repeated himself twice. He said there, when you received it, you received it. And you wonder, why does, why does Paul have to do that twice? Why, does he, why can't he just say, you received it this way, and then stop right there and give the explanation? Why does he have to say, when you received it, you received it? Well, listen. Now, I don't do this a lot, but, but we got to get this today. There are actually two different Greek words there. In English, it's the same word for received there in Thessalonians, but in Greek, it's actually two different words. The first word is, uh, oh goodness, I'm never going to get this out. Paralambano. 
Far Lombano. This means, it's like somebody places food in front of you and you just kind of dabble at it. You just kind of casually taste it, but you're really not paying attention to your food. It's the idea that you have received it and that you have heard it with your ears, but it's like the TV on the background or the radio that's playing at the gym or in your house or in your car, but you're in a conversation with somebody else, and so you're not really paying attention to the radio. You've casually, or you're not really paying attention to watching the TV, and so you casually, it's kind of there, and yeah, you heard it, but you really didn't get it. Then in that passage there in Thessalonians, where it says, again, you received it, it's a different word. And this is the word dekomai. Dekomai means that you heard it, but you heard it with your heart. You heard it with that inward most part of your being, of who you really are. And when you heard it, it made a connection with you. And it touched you. And because it reached into the deepest part of where you are, it begins to change you. And it begins to affect you. And you are willing, you are willing to let this happen. Dekomai, you have received it with your heart. You have embraced it. You have welcomed what has been said. So Paul is saying there, and this is also true of the Bereans, because the word there in, in, our chap, in our chapter today in Acts, how did they receive it? It says received it, it's dekomai. They received it with their hearts. Now today is Owen's birthday, right? And he, he's not in here right now. He's in Children's Church, and, and he's excited because he turned seven, and he got to move up to the big Children's Church. And he's excited, but let me tell you something about Owen. When Ethan wakes up in the morning, or let me rephrase that, back up. When I go in and tell them to get up, and I wake them up, probably 9.9 out of 10 times, Ethan gets up pretty quickly, gets out of bed, goes and sits at the kitchen table, and is ready to eat. Whether he's tired or not, he gets himself up, he's heard it, he's received it, he gets up and goes. Now, just you, those of you that know my son, how many of you think when Owen hears me say get up, how many of you think he gets up right away? You know my boy good, you know him. You know what he does? Usually he takes his cover and puts it over his head. And they go, it's like a, I don't know, like a dying animal. Oh, and get up. I'm tired, Daddy. I walk out of the room. Ethan's already eating his breakfast. Owen's still not up. This is our routine. Owen, get up. Uh, Owen, I'm going to get the belt. I received it. I'm up, Dad. I'm up. When I tell him in the morning, Ethan receives it the first time. Ethan is up. Ethan's ready to go. He, that's, just his, that's just how he is. But Owen, he's heard it, but he's not received it. And it's definitely not a joyful thing. It's definitely not, I'm going to go ahead and act on this. It's okay, I, I, you know, okay, right, I hear that. But I'm, I'm focused on this other thing. I'm focused on my rest. Owen doesn't hear me in the morning when I tell him to get up. It's not a deck of my thing. He's not receiving it into his heart. I know one time for sure, of all the times in my life, I know there's one time in my life that I said something that I'm positive the person received it with a deck on my heart, that they received it deep within themselves. The day I asked my wife to marry me, we were in Nashville, Tennessee, and there was a park there, a beautiful park there that we had spent a lot of time out in college and hung out at, and a special place to us. And so one day, the day I was going to ask her to marry me, we drove to this park for lunch during my lunch break, during the middle of the week. I said, hey, let's, let's go have a little picnic. And we drove to this park. And there at this little place that was special to us, this park, I asked her to marry me. And I could tell when I asked her, 
She both heard it, and I knew she heard it because thankfully she said yes, but I really knew she heard it because the look on her face to this day, I can still see the look on my wife's face when I said, will you marry me? And when she said yes, she didn't even really have to say yes because I could tell from the look on her face that she had heard it and that she had received it and that she had accepted it and it's also what she wanted. Listen, folks, God wants us to receive the Word of God. And some of you in your Christian life, yeah, you're hearing, but you're not receiving. You didn't come today expecting for God to give you something, for Him to reveal something about Himself to you, and that's what He desires today. Some of you wants to break those chains of sin that's got a hold of you. But you got to listen, you got to receive what He's going to say about your sin. you got to quit playing around. And some of you, He wants you to step up and do new things and bold things in the Christian faith. He wants to take you to new places, but you've got to be willing to come to God's Word and not just hear it, but decomite. You've got to be willing to receive it into your heart. And here, this is the word for the Bereans. So we need to be a Berean. We need, when it comes to hearing God's Word, we need to allow it to reach our heart. You know what's scary? It's because there's two different words here. This means that you could come to church your whole life and you could hear over and over and over again and never allow the Word of God to penetrate your heart because you're not really willing to receive what is being said. It said in Thessalonians there, hey, they, they got it a certain way because they believed it and received it in faith. No faith, no trust means you can never receive what God wants for you in the depth of your being. Hebrews 4.2 states, For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. In Hebrews, he's got two different groups. And he says the problem's not the gospel. Because the very same word of God was preached to the very same people. But Hebrews 4.2 goes on and says, But the word which they heard did not profit them. Why? How can the same word that two people hear... How can it profit one and not another? He goes on and says in Hebrews 4, 2, it did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Let me tell you, folks, life is tough and life is hard. And we got Miss Ann over at the, at the emergency room right now. And all of our lives are like that. We have these things where, let me tell you something, if you don't have faith, if you don't have faith, you're just going to crumble and you're going to fall because some things you can't control and you can't have the power over and you can't determine. And you got to make a decision, God, I'm either going to trust you or I'm not. If you're glad we can trust him today, say amen. First word, receive. Second word, how did they, how did they receive it? Look back at verse 11. In that they received the word with all readiness of mind. They were ready. So my second word is eagerness. They were eager to receive, that they received in the heart, and they were eager to receive this word. They received it eagerly. Now, we need to have a spirit of expectation. The Bereans were ready. They wanted to know more. They were eager. I'm just going to stick with my kids today, right? That's what I know best. So my wife, the whole time I've been married, one of the things I didn't know about my wife that I've said before that I just loved, I didn't know she could cook until we got married. I didn't know. I had no idea. Now all of a sudden, Laura started cooking stuff. Listen, oh, this, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Laura's a better cook than my mom. She is. She is. And my dad will amen that because he does most of the cooking around the house when I was growing up. 
Laura, unbelievable cook. She grew up with grandmas and aunts and just, and by, by the way, my mom's not a bad cook. It's just Laura's an exceptional cook. And I had no idea. She's been a good cook our whole marriage. My boys have had good food all the time from their mama. But this past year, there's one dish that Ethan, when he eats it, he's always, the, always, always the first one done whenever this dish is put in front of him. And he's always smiling, and he's always wanting seconds, and he's, and he's excited about it. He is eager to eat this dish. You know what that dish is? Show this picture up here. This is because of something Ethan and Tucker did, all right? Tucker took Ethan deer hunting and helped him this past year kill his first deer. It's not a big deer. It's just, just, just a little deer there. It was the first deer he's ever, ever killed. And so they took that deer and they got the deer meat from it. And they got the deer meat, and so Laura's been making spaghetti from the deer meat. And so every time we have spaghetti and Laura says, this is from the deer that you killed, Ethan is eager to receive that, to eat that, to have that. He knows I had something to do with that, and he eats it, and he smiles, and, I'm not, and I kid you not, no exaggeration, he's always the first one done because he just shovels it in because he knows, hey, I'm, I'm eager for this, I'm ready. Listen, with God's word, Jesus died for you. He died for you so that you could have the Spirit of God, so your connection with God could be restored because your sin had broken it. Jesus died for you so that you could hear the Word of God and not just hear it in condemnation, but hear that Word give you hope and give you life. So when we gather together or we're reading the Bible at home, we need to be eager to receive what God has to say. And just as a pastor, and it's, it's taking time, and I still love people like this. But I have learned there's some people that I can't make them receive what God has to say. They have to be ready. They have to be eager. And no kind of games that I play. And no kind of explanations that I give. In fact, the gospel itself, according to Hebrews, you can give them God's word. And until they are ready in their heart to listen with ears, to actually receive into their heart what God has to say, there's nothing you can do. But when there's a Berean spirit, see, they're not believers yet. They're not believers. They're just folks, though, when it showed up, they were ready and willing to listen, and they were ready to test it with God's word to see, is this, is this what God is trying to tell us? So just as Ethan feasts on that physical food, and he is so eager when he eats it, this when it comes to what God has to say to you, you need to be ready to receive it into your heart. And, and sometimes we have to ask God to help us because every day is not a good day. And every Sunday is not the easiest day. And that's why we sing when we start. That's why we pray. Because basically through those songs, we're asking the Lord, Lord, you help me today. You help me to receive the word that I'm about to get from you. So sometimes we have to ask the Lord to help us to be ready to be eager. Because life circumstances for every man and woman in this room, life circumstances can stop and steal you from wanting to hear the word. Even more troubling, sin can squelch out your desire to not just hear it in the heart, but if you stay in sin long enough, it'll eventually squelch your desire to even hear it with your outer ears. Sin can keep you from receiving if sin is what you embrace and what you continue to live into. But you don't have to be like the Philippians who were in power, who refused to believe. You can be like the Philippian jailer. 
you can be like the Bereans who received and eagerly were ready. This past week, Miss Connie got a hold of me and I went to see Sister Barbara Cannon from our church. They have her down in the lower lower level of signature uh, nursing home there because of her dementia. It's not safe for her to, to be able to in any way get out, so you have to go down this elevator and they have it set up where it's not, it's not easy to just get on it and go down and come back. There's certain things you have to do. You can't just push the number. And they do that so those patients with dementia on that basement floor can't just get on it and get out. So I went to see Barbara. And Connie had called me and kind of talked to me. And Barbara hasn't eaten in a while. And uh, she's physically, she's really, 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 really physically sick. There's been no food. And probably, just what I observed in talking there, she probably doesn't want to eat any more food. I think she's just physically, you know, she's aware of some things, others not. And she just knows it's just, it's just time. It's time to cross that river unless God does something incredible. Physically, our body will do that. You'll reach a point where you get physically sick enough and you don't want any food anymore. You, you need it to live, but you have become so sick through whatever that sickness is that you really don't want it anymore. When sin gets a hold of us, we're supposed to eagerly be ready. But folks, some of you have some sin that you're going through and that you're embracing and that you're living into, and it is breaking you down. And listen, the whole book of Hebrews makes this clear. You continue in that sin, it will break you down to the point that you don't want to hear from God at all. So today, if there's sin in your life, confess that sin with the faith that Jesus forgives so that your heart can receive the word of God. Be a Berean, three words, received. They received it with eagerness, with a spirit of joyous anticipation. The third word today, and that word is repeatedly. Would you say that after me? Say repeatedly. Look back verse 11. They received the word with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures. How? Daily. They repeatedly received the word. This was not a one-time thing. It was a way of life for them. It was a way of life to hear what God wanted to say, to be exposed to God's word. And so we need to repeatedly come with an eager heart to receive what God has to say through his word to us. Man, I love, I love picking the boys up from school. That's a, that's a good thing about this job. Every job has pros and cons. Good thing is a lot of days I can leave at 3 and go pick them up. And I love when they get in the car. And I can ask them, how did your day go? What did you do on the playground? What did you learn? You know, what, what all happened? And I love that. In fact, I love it so much that unless I've really, really, really got something to do, when Laura calls me and says, hey, I'm actually going to be able to pick them up today. I'm going to get over there. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really like that anymore. Because I love picking them up. I love finding out what all went on. I love finding out what kind of trouble Aaron Moss got in. You know I me. Mean, I want to know. Aaron goes to our church. I want to know. Man, when it comes to God... He wants us to have a spirit where we want to know. If you want to know today, say amen. I want to know. God, I want to know what you've got to say to me. And so this is a repeated thing. This is something they do over and over again. You say, how can I have this? 
How can I be a Berean today? How can I receive into my heart? How can I do this with eagerness? How can I do this repeatedly? Listen, it goes back to what I said in the middle of the message. Jesus died for you. Jesus is how you become a Berean. Jesus is how you become one that can hear the word of God and hear it with eagerness and hear it repeatedly because Jesus is the one that has broken down the wall of sin that keeps you hearing from what God wants. Jesus is the one that comes into your room like I have to do with Owen. Sometimes I pull that blanket off of him and say, get up. Jesus is the one that came to you in your sin. When you were lying there and you didn't want to get out of your sin, you didn't know you could get out of your sin, Jesus came from heaven, the book of Revelation says. He came and did what nobody else did. He pulled back the cover of sin for your life. And he says, you can get up and you can walk and you can live. You can live. But my friend, you got to receive it in your heart. You got to believe today. And so some of you and the musicians come. You need to sing. Not just words with an outer mouth, but words of a heart. You need to ask the Lord in this song, Holy Spirit, help me. Spirit of God, help me. Some of you today, you got to come lay this sin down. It's got you covered up. You got to believe today that the Lord can free you from your sin. Some of you just got to bring the cares of the world. And you can do it there singing with a loud voice of the Lord, or you can do it in prayer right here at an altar with others. But some of you today just need to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to hear a little more of your spirit today, your word today, and not the words of this world that are bringing and dragging me down. What is the key to being a brilliant? It is Jesus who's broken sin apart so that you can hear from God. Would you stand with me this morning? Father God, be with us. Lord, help us to be Bereans. Lord, help us today to believe your word, to receive your word. For there's somebody today, Lord, that for today in their heart, they need to receive salvation, forgiveness, hope. Lord, help us to receive what your Holy Spirit is communicating to us through this word today. Lord, if there's a sinner that needs to be saved from sin, Lord, I'd love to go from four baptisms to five. Lord, we got one more week to go from four to five or six. Lord, maybe today is a day for somebody to let go and believe in faith. Lord, you just move as they sing. This altar's open, Father God. This is your time. Lord, help us to believe and receive the word of God. Lord, I ask this in your son's name. Amen. Let's